Welcome to the Amplify to Seven Figures podcast, where we look inside the mind of seven-figure entrepreneurs to see how they amplify their business and amplify their life. Let's welcome today's guest. Hey, welcome to the Amplify to Seven Figures podcast. Today, I am here with the amazing CEO of Jack's Productions, Marley Jacks. She is a highly acclaimed business acceleration coach from the pages of Forbes to the main stage of Funnel Hacking Live. Marley works with the clients to create an evergreen content machine and predictable cash flow system inside their business, aka the most proven guru hidden cash flow system built on effortless high ticket customer ascension. Welcome to the show, Marley Jacks. Hello, Paul Ace. How are you? Oh, you almost went into song then. Like, I, I feel like <laughs> we always have this sing for songs. So me, me and Marley were at an event a couple of years back and started singing, uh, what was it, A Whole New World or something like that? Yep, that was one of them. And then there was some other Disney Little Mermaid. It was a crazy night. <laughs> it, it, it was. And to be fair, we were right. It is a whole new world <laughs> over the last time. Yeah, and, yeah. It took a turn, didn't it? You de- definitely. So, Marley, I wanted to dive in straight away now like I said I did a little bit of research on you um obviously I know you already but um I was like what's what's Marley's journey been like so I found this this little little video that Uh that had 647,000 views which which you're like oh have I got one (laughs) that big um so it's got 647,000 views that you made back in 2016 talking about Canva and um then I also then compared it to one that you made yesterday talking about Canva. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Which is kind of a, kind of ironic. Now, what the big thing that I noticed in that is the production value between the two. It's it's just just a tad different. Yeah. Um, what what do, you, do you think people need a high production value to actually succeed on YouTube now? No. And that video, the first one that you would have seen from 2016, I filmed that with, um, I probably had a couple different angles cause I was trying to be fancy. Um, but some of my first videos I filmed with my iPhone propped up on a stack of books with a lamp with no lampshade. And so when people ask me like, what's the best camera to use? I'm like the one you have, honestly, like some of my videos that still even get the most views were iPhone or I have a Sony 5000 camera that was like $500 or something and I still use it to this day or a lot of the time I'll also film from my computer Um, the videos that you see now that have the high production quality um, we have a a studio in Salt Lake City that our clients film out of so I use that as well to show like here's what we can create for clients as well by you know walking the walk too. Okay cool that yeah and that, that makes a lot of sense you know I think a lot of people get scared I was like, oh, yeah, but I need this big fancy rig and everything like that. Like you say, like one of your best performing videos was just an iPhone, uh, which yeah. is awesome. So do, do you think that that change in production quality, you say you've got the studio now, was that a, a gradual change or was it something where you just was like, do you know what? I'm going to go get a studio and, and max it all out. No, definitely. And even if I didn't have the studio, like this is like our team that that we do this for our, our high ticket clients, but there's still videos. I even have a video I need to film today that I'm just going to be filming from my iPhone and I have a, a tripod with a ring light. And, you know, even I've, I've even found that for some YouTubers or influencers that, that film videos, that 
when it's just them in their office or in their living room or whatever, that also makes them relatable it, because it's just, it's natural and it's, it's achievable for the people watching it. So it's, and even the videos that you see me filming, the, the, the production value is higher because of the camera, but like, I'm just in a house. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that struck me, you know, over the last 12 months as well, you started to share a lot more of yourself. Yeah. You know, your own stories and things like that. And I know some of those stories were hard, hard to share. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, do you, have you noticed a difference in the way people are towards you since you started to share more of yourself? Definitely. Yeah. And it's, it's like when they trust the person, they'll also trust the message. Like I could be speaking the same thing and educating and, and, you know, ranting about the same topics that have to do with business, but because they also see the human behind that message that, you know, a lot of my audience followed me through my divorce and through moving across the country and through changing my name and trying to find my new identity. There were a lot of people that could relate to pieces of that story, even if they, you know, doesn't mean that they had to go through a divorce, but like I, you know, when, when that happened, when I, when I went through my divorce and of course there was so much fallout and change from that, I didn't want to become the divorce girl. So I decided that I was just going to be vulnerable and transparent in my journey. And I wanted to control the narrative of making it a story of perseverance just by showing like, you can do hard things too. And so people who, like I said, it's not that you have to go through a divorce to relate to it, but to be able to overcome difficult things and still stand tall in it, but also have moments where you can share like, this is hard and, I, and I'm a little bit emotional right now. It's like, it kind of gives them permission too to see the vulnerability. Mm, yeah. And and I think that that's really, people want that more, right? Don't yeah. they? they want that. that And that's something to be honest, even I struggle with still is, is like just being vulnerable. Um, what What's intriguing is, so the logo that you've got now, like just refresh my memory, but when, when you had the previous brand, you didn't have the line on there, did you? No, no, I never would have thought of it. So, so is, is the, is the meaning behind the lion? Yeah. And it's funny, like I didn't go into it thinking like my new name's going to be Jax and there's going to be a lion. That's what it did. Like it, it evolved into that. So what happened was um, when I changed my name and I, I just announced it over a video, of course, video. Yeah. Um, but what happened was I, it was a month before I was speaking at Funnel Hacking Live, like the biggest speaking engagement of my life. It's like this pivotal moment in my career while I'm also going through the biggest personal transition of my life, which was very hard to balance. <laughs> but, and you know, Bre- Brene Brown says um, to share the scars and not the open wounds. But I've also tried tiptoeing around the open wounds because that's what's real. That's reality to, to come back months later and go, look what I was going through then, but now I'm fine. Like that's not vulnerability. So I shared publicly even before I felt fully ready. However, I was ready enough that it, you know, I think there's a, a, a fine line between hot mess and powerful message. Um, so I was at a place where I could still control the emotions, but not in the place where I could share, like, here's everything that happened. And there will always be still things that like, you know, that's just for me. It doesn't have to be public. Um, but it was three weeks before I spoke on stage at Funnel Hacking Live and I needed to change my name. Like I, I needed to have a different name that I presented myself with on stage and um, so three weeks before, uh, I, ch- I changed my name on social media, and then I went silent for a few days, mm. which 
had people going, what is this? What happened? What is this name? Who's Jax? And, um, and then I posted a video a few days later and it was just telling the story. And I said, uh, it was the beginning of 2020. Of course, we had no idea what was about to come around the corner, but I was like 2020 vision and everyone's saying new year, new me. And, um, I have an announcement to share that I really am stepping into a new me. Uh, A lot of people have asked like, what is Jax? Where does this name come from? Why did you change your name? And the best way to sum that up and answer it is that my marriage ended and I'm, I'm going to be stepping into this new identity, finding out who I am now. I'm about to speak on this stage. And I also shared the story behind the name uh, of where it came from. And that's where the lion came from. Um, So I shared that I was just like, I was racking my brain for like, how do I change my name? Do I like go to my middle name? Do I go to my maiden name? Do I pick like another family name? Actually, I've never, I don't think I've actually shared this, but some of the names that were kind of thinking that I was thinking about were my middle name is Lynn. So Marley Lynn, Um, my uh, mom's maiden name. Oh my gosh, I'm like totally giving out passwords. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't say this. (laughs) Those like password security questions. I considered that um, my grandfather's name is George and I have a very close relationship with my grandfather. So I was like, Marley George, I don't know, like should I think that? Um, But I was with my mom one day and of course my mom and I are very close and she was very, um, you know, comforting for me during that time. I was like, mom, I just need you to name me again. I'm going through a rebirth. You named me once name me again, whatever name you come up with, I'll take it. But I want my name to make me feel the way that this lion makes me feel. I have, uh, my phone background is a picture of this lion. And if, if this is video, you can, it's the exact same picture yeah, that's yeah. behind me. Um, and and I, this, I just saw this, this picture of this lion in a store one day and was like, just stunned, like stopped in my tracks. Wow, that lion is gorgeous. And so I have him in my office and he's been in videos and I've talked about him and just like, oh, I love this lion. He's just so beautiful and fierce and and powerful and funny over Instagram. People would be like, what's his name? And I'm like, I don't know. You can't name that lion. It takes away its power. You're going to name him like Leo or Simba or something. No, you can't come up with a name for that lion. So I kind of felt the same way. I'm like, mom, I just need you to name me again. But like, I want a name that makes me feel the way this lion makes me feel. And no joke, 30 seconds later, she says, Jax. And I'm like, where did that come from? She's like, it just popped in my head. Like, I wasn't even thinking. I've never even heard of that name before. And uh, and we started like playing around with like autographs and signing signing the name. And we decided it would be two X's. And then we looked up on Google, what the naming, what, what the meaning of it is. And it's, um, someone who can overcome any challenge that life throws its way. And I was like, that's how I want to approach life. Okay. That's it, mom. And when I shared that, then people heard the story and about the lion, and then they would start sending me things or even just, you know, messages with emojis of lions. And it just kind of became the symbol. I didn't really go out and choose it. It just, it followed in the story. And yeah, that where the whole I think symbolism as well in itself, right, is it's is so important as you build in because we're all about interviewing seven-figure entrepreneurs. And one of the things that I think separates six and seven-figure entrepreneurs is is that culture and that identity with the brand. Um and and symbolism of the lion, it seems like that and also the get jacked. Um mm-hmm. that that's did that did that develop at Funnel Hacking Live, like when you started having the t-shirts and all those kind of things. Yeah, that also wasn't me. That was like the audience, which was so fun. I, I, so I do a challenge um, every few months and the, the challenge also overlapped with this announcement and with Funnel Hacking Live coming up. 
And as people started learning my new name, some people in the audience, like if I would say something or, you know, something powerful in a message or something, they'd be like, oh my God, I just got jaxed. And then the audience started saying it. And I was like, that's hilarious. Okay. And then, so we put it on a (laughs) t-shirt. And so so let's just dive into that challenge part a little bit more, because that's something you've been doing for what, what, probably what, is it two, two years now? No, I started doing it, um, October, November, 2019. So a year and a half. Yeah. Year and a half. Yeah. Cause I was actually working with a client who went to speak to you about like how you were running your challenge as well. So I know that was, that was a really uh, interesting experience. So going through that and that's developed into the VIP code and and where you are right now. So just tell us a little bit more about the VIP code and how, how does, how does that really help people and, and guide people on their journey? The VIP code stands for, it's an acronym for video impact profit, that when people can leverage video for lead generation, they honestly can have an evergreen lead generation machine. Look at how you brought up my my Canva video from 2016 that has 600 something thousand views. I made that video once and it sits there and I'm not advertising it every day. I'm not running ads to it. It is utilizing YouTube as a search engine. People are searching for that content all day, every day. Canva alone has like, depending on the month, like millions of search every month for for tutorials or things about the software. Um, But then the same, you can do the same thing for any topic, like dog training, lawyer, doctors. Like I have a a client that's a, a marketing agency for churches and his, like, even though it's a kind of small niche, his channel is blowing up or, I mean, even it's not that you need to have a large channel either because that client is a good example, church marketing. Um, He made $11,000 in his first three weeks on YouTube directly from people coming into his lead magnets, into his email list, directly from YouTube. And his channel at that time had like 270 subscribers. So it's not that you need to have a big audience. It's just that you need to create content based on what people are searching for. And those people are so qualified and then also so warm because they're seeing these videos. So in uh, my challenge, in the VIP code, in every step of our rally ladder, we teach people how to turn these videos into evergreen lead generation machines and then how to sell high ticket from it. And that transition part, do you think that transition into the high ticket becomes easy because those people are already so warm? Yeah. And that's, that's the most exciting thing. Like a lead from a Facebook ad, like a cold lead from Facebook versus someone who at least spent a few minutes watching you on YouTube, Mm -hmm. the, the resistance is so much lower. And then depending on, and we, we talk about different kinds of cash flow systems, like, you know, using a challenge or a seven day live launch, or maybe a virtual event. It's so much easier to ascend them to high ticket because of the, the front end effort that you're putting in to create that relationship. And it's also passive. Like the videos I made in 2016 are just, they're just working. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All about the iPhone. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) So why, why challenges? Oh, I love challenges because there's, there's so many like, like subconscious elements in it. So think of the FOMO that, that people will get when they're in a challenge. And so for example, my challenge is 21 days. 
if you're behind on those 21 days and everyone else in the challenge is like, you know, they're on day 10 and you're like trying to catch up on day five, you're like, oh, I got to catch up with my friends, my peers who are also getting these results. And so there's this FOMO that they got to keep up with it. There's urgency and scarcity inside it. There's also, it's installing habits. You know how they say it takes like 21 days to, to install a habit? So over 21 days, you're teaching them these skills and abilities, but you're also installing the habit of them consuming your content. Over 21 days, they look to you as this leader or this charismatic personality and, and also that they're in the habit of you know, being part of this community. So when we get close to day 21, the, you start to like feel this tension of what's next. Like, I don't want to leave this community. Can we keep, can we keep going or how, what's next? And so then it becomes very easy to ascend them to the next step of the value ladder because of the, really the incubator you've created for these clients. And how, how does that work? So is it like you do a webinar at the end and then to a book call or is it like, Hey, just DM me or how, how do you ascend people to the next stage? So we do a graduation training because they're over the 21 days and, and there are challenges that are different timeframes. I personally love 21 days. Um, so at the end, there's a graduation training that we've gotten them this outcome and here's the next steps. And that's basically a webinar and you can choose whether it's um, a 997 does really well, but I even have clients that sell high ticket, like even $12,000. Like people go from a $47 challenge to a 12,000 high ticket thing, but they've proved their value over those 21 days and even gotten them results. Like in my challenge, there's people that have said, I got a, a six figure contract. I got a client for $3,000. Like they paid 47 and they made thousands back. So if I say, Hey, sign up for this thing that can make you even more because I've already gotten those results, it makes it a lot easier to say, here's what I can you know, help you with from now. Um, so yeah, you can totally do uh, a webinar and straight to a sales page, webinar to a sales call. Um, and then the other thing is if they, if they don't say yes to that, it doesn't mean that it's over. There's also the downsell. So yeah. if people are like, yeah, I'm just not ready for the high ticket thing, but I'd love to in the future, instead of being like, okay, cool. Well, maybe I'll talk to you later. You can go, well, okay, in the meantime, here's this, and you can downsell them to maybe a, a monthly recurring or a different program. So where, where do you take people uh, without going back into the secrets too much? But like if, if they are not ready for that, do you, because I noticed you've got a, a $47 a month recurring at the moment. Is that where you take people to or is that now part of the challenge? Yeah. So we, in the, in the graduation training, we'll offer for people who are qualified to um, come to a private training, another private training where they can get our high ticket coaching program. And then we, but we actually don't even, um, if people aren't qualified, then we don't, we don't invite them to the training. So we actually do it a little bit in the DMS to say like, Hey, we noticed you're really active. And like, this might be a good thing for you. Like, here's a different private, here's a different graduation training, but then the main graduation training for everyone, we'll bring them into, uh, before we had it as a 997. And then I restructured and made it into a monthly recurring, the VIP code for $47 a month. I, I love, I love that. Um, yeah. and then this, this there's something that I've noticed that is new uh that you've start started doing I, i've done a lot of re research looking through your stuff oh. uh, one, one of the things that i've noticed is you started gamifying experience hmm. that's um, like my favorite thing now yeah yeah and so firstly uh what made you do that and and secondly just talk talk through like how it works and, and then is it is it working is it making a difference Yes, so very much. I'm so thrilled. So um, I mentioned that we used to have a course for 997. 
And, and it, it was great. It was like this big vault of information, but the problem that I found was that people weren't always implementing. And I'm, I'm totally guilty of that too, of buying a program with good intentions saying, this is going to be awesome. And then I just, life happens or I get distracted or, or just forget. Um, and so I wanted to create a program where we built a community and then also built gamification around the community, especially mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. There's there's no harm in a little healthy competition, yeah. um, but also showing like this is what this is. First of all, these are the results that you can get when you do these things. And I know that there's going to be times where that feels hard. That like filming videos is going to be hard, and writing your scripts is going to be hard, and uh, and finding an editor or editing the videos yourself. Like, there's going to be things that are going to be hard, but look at this. Like, you can build an evergreen lead generation machine. You know what else is hard? The launch hamster wheel lifestyle. Um, running Facebook ads that don't work. So, like, just pick your hard, but here's the thing. I'm also going to award and reward you every step of the way. So module one, when you finish, when you call your shot and you, you submit, cause we have these like done for you, uh, calling your shot campaigns that you just like plug in your information and then publish. And we're like, submit that to us so we can review it, give you some feedback, help you out with it. And then when you do, we're going to send you again. I don't know if everyone can see this on video. Um, we're going to send you a calling my shot pin. Like we send them when they sign up, we send them, um, a lanyard and then we have this like awards and rewards path that when you finish module one the calling my shot module we're going to send you a calling my shot pin the next module is creating your customer journey when you do that we're going to send you the yellow brick road pin the next one is about your video scripting we're going to send you the video scripting system pin so i i kind of joked about this that i'm like I don't want you guys to have shiny object syndrome anymore because I know there's so many distractions. So I'm literally going to send you shiny objects every time that you, that you move forward in this. And guys, I know you're going to see the results and you also have this community to lean on and support you all the way through. And when there are those times that feel hard, just lean into it and know that like, it's supposed to be nothing worth having comes easy. This doesn't happen overnight, but this works and I want to push you through all the way to it. And it's been amazing. We've been in the program for a few weeks and, uh, and people are so excited about getting their pins and they're getting results faster than ever because they're taking action. And then on top of that as well, you've got awards that go out to people as well for certain milestones. I, yeah. And that's something that seeing a lot more entrepreneurs do. Uh, do you think, do you think that the, the biggest reason for that as well is because of the FOMO of the other people or is it, is it the Roger Bannister thing of, you know, the four minute mile? So people are like, oh, okay, now I can do it. Yeah. And that's, that's so fun to see. Like, look at these people that are making and our awards are for like, when you get to $10,000 months, $50,000 months, a million dollars in revenue. Um, and I know certainly for me, when I saw the two comic club award for the first time, it was my first funnel hacking live that I went to and saw that people who were just like me were crossing the stage and like, they, they were, they, they had come from nine to fives. They had come from uh, totally the four minute mile that showed me what was possible and raised the bar. And then also gave me the pathway for how to achieve that. So I wanted to be able to replicate that to go, this is all you have to do. And I know there's going to be times where it's hard, but pick your heart and I'm going to hold your hand throughout the whole way. I I like that phrase, pick, pick your heart. Um, Mm -hmm. is, Is that something you've come up with? No, that's actually my friend Christy Code Red. And I don't know, maybe she found it from something else too. Christy Code Red is in weight loss. And she says she says a similar thing about like, you know, being fat is hard, being skinny is hard, eating healthy is hard, 
pick your heart. Um, and so I kind of, I kind of borrowed it from her, but I also, I've seen it all over the internet too. I don't know where, where it originated. She's actually going to be on the show in a, in a few weeks as well. So that's, oh, that's awesome. She's the best. Yeah. I'm re really excited for that. Um, so Marley, we're just going to go a little bit further ahead into the future. So with you being a seven figure entrepreneur, we really want to see what's inside your mind of, of where you think things are going, right? So there's trends are changing probably quicker than ever. Mm -hmm. uh, so what what do you think is going to be the biggest shift in online business in the next one to five years? There's technology that I can't even comprehend. Like, I, th I think I heard something about how technology is increasing so quickly. Like before it was like double in this many years and double. And then and now it's like, I can't even comprehend how fast it is. AI, artificial intelligence and being able to look at data and like I, I have a friend that he it's when someone buys something and it imports to a spreadsheet and AI can look at their their patterns of purchasing and, and behavior towards what like I don't even understand how it works but I know that it's going to grow to a place where we're going to have so much more data and research on our customer. And then I wonder if that could also be dangerous, like all the data that, yeah. that's out there. Um, certainly the, that's, <laughs> it's already dangerous, I'm sure. Um, so I think there's that, which I, I can't even tell you what, what that's going to evolve into. Imagine like in the seventies, someone thinking that we could have these personal little like television <laughs> things attached to our hands. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I can't even comprehend. Um, so I think AI is going to be a thing. I think that um, voice, like look at how Clubhouse blew up really quickly. Mm. Look at how we have like Alexa and Google and uh, these <laughs> servant robots that were like, hey, Alexa, what's the weather? <laughs> um, I, maybe we're going to have like robots in our house that actually do things. I don't know. Um, I, I think about that. And I'm like, it's it's crazy how unpredictable like where we'll even be in a year or two years or five years from now with all the technology that's coming. And do you think, do you think it's going to change the way you do what you do? Do you know, do you think there'll be, for example, maybe even instead of you going out to a job, like the, there's only one person that has to go out to the job and then they set up the automations that do part of that. Or do you think there's always going to be that human element to everything that you do because of the nature of what you do? Yeah, I, I mean, I hope there's always a human element. But I act <laughs> so when I was a dental hygienist before starting my business, I thought about that wondering if one day dental hyg hygienists wouldn't even be needed that someone just like come to the dentist, hook up to a machine and just like, why not? Like, I'm sure that will happen. But I think there's still going to need to be a human for like, hopefully the interaction, the, the relationship, the emotion. But also I think there's, I don't know, robots that can show emotion. This is getting really deep and like way out of my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we like to dive into stuff that maybe you not spoke about another podcast as well. Oh, definitely not. No one's talking about this. Um, so yeah, just noticing as well, your testimonials on your site, right? A lot of the things that people said was about Marley and how professional Marley was and, you know, th that kind of thing. And I think going back to what you're saying about automation, that can't be automated. That personal connection that you have with each and every individual person is, is probably one of your unique selling points, right? Mm, I, I like to think so. It's important to me that I 
know the people and have a relationship with them. Um, and it, it actually surprised me that not everyone is like that. <laughs> you know, sometimes <laughs> you, just, you get to know people and you're sometimes, uh, it can even be like alarming when you're like, wait, you don't do that. Like you don't respond, respond to messages quickly or return phone calls. Like, isn't that just natural? I don't know. Like it's not, um, I, I I've come to learn that that is something about me that is a superpower that I, that I enjoy in my interactions with people, but in a way, maybe it's also something that's a detriment. Maybe, um, maybe people who aren't so hasty to, to respond to things quickly are more productive. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's, that is something that I've just been like, yep, that's how I am. And I hope that that continues no matter how business grows. And I think, I think that's one of the things that's going to help you grow, you know, even to uh, eight, nine and beyond, uh yeah keep it going <laughs> um so marley what do you think was the biggest thing that stopped you getting to seven figures sooner oh i awareness um where i got my uh validation from i, I came to realize in 2020 i think when the world had to slow down and we as a result had to slow down and had a lot of time to reflect um, and also because that was a, a really pivotal time for me right after I had gone through a divorce, had lots of time to kind of reflect and go through some therapy. And um, I realized, and, and I think that this is actually common for a lot of entrepreneurs, that perhaps we start our businesses from a place of having something to prove or looking for validation, whether that's to our parents or to a teacher or someone that told us that we couldn't or just society in general, you know, like go, go get a nine to five, have a good salary, two weeks vacation, and then being like, no, wait a minute. I think I can do better than that. Watch me. Um, and so I obviously unconscious of this at the time. And there's so many things, of course, that you don't, you're not conscious of until you grow through it. Um, but I certainly had my business uh, and, and was operating from a place of having something to prove and finding validation through clients or money or relationships. And, um, and then I, I think, or at least I hope that at some point entrepreneurs get to a point where they're like, Hmm, what is this really about? Like what, what actually fuels me? Where do I want to, where, where do I find my self-worth from? Cause it's not, that's not sustainable to find your self-worth in money or people or, you know, things outside of yourself. Um, and so I think that awareness and um, and clarity of well, wait, where where do I actually want to get myself forth from, and um, how, what do I want my relationships and life to look like with my business fueling it, not running it? Uh, that was a big shift because I think also um, entrepreneurs and also I'm speaking for myself um, can get really uh, soaked up in the hustle yeah but then like what's it all for do I actually have to work hard do I actually have to work this hard to be successful what if I just loved what I did and had a good team around me good people around me that like hard work didn't have to be hard to be successful and and do you think is that do you think you came to that realization because you're having more well working less than as, yeah. as well yeah. And, and finding like, what do I actually want to do? Um, I, I can't remember who was saying this word. They're like, 
someone called them a hardaholic. Like you just, you make things hard for you on purpose because of the, the chaos. It's like the adrenaline that comes through chaos, but it's like, what, what if, what if you actually just operated from a different mindset that you can do what you love and still be successful without it having to be dramatic to get there? Um, and, and so I think I kind of took that too, to be like, well, wait, what are my values? Like, what if I actually don't need to be well, like, I don't need the seven figure plaques. Like, what if I just want the, the community that I serve and help them to find success? And, and that was a shift for me that I was like, I want to build the people that build the businesses that change the world. For me to change the world doesn't mean I have to reach 8 billion people, but I could reach a small community and let them be the ripple effect, knowing that like I played my part in changing the world. I love that. And you know, that is that is one of the things about the reason I asked you to be on the podcast is because I believe, you know, you've got those values. Um, and um, a lot of people can only get to a certain level because they don't have that. Um, mm-hmm. And you probably can get to seven figures without caring about your customers. But that, but then you're going to hit. Right. Yeah. You're going to hit, you're going to hit a point where you're like the, the ones who scale to eight figures, like, like I'm hundred percent sure you're going to be going to eight, eight and nine figures over the next few years is because you care so much about your customers. So Thank that, you. that kind of brings us on to this uh, next question, which is what, and I can ask this in two ways. When you die, <laughs> what, oh, no. what do you want people to say about you? Um, I, 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 I really appreciate kind of what you said and, and that people do look at me for being genuine, um, that I, I want people to see that, that like, there's not an ulterior motive and sure money is a, a scoreboard, but it's also a scoreboard for the impact that you're making and can be a resource to reinvest into making a bigger impact. Um, and, but that's also, it's like, that's again, the ripple effect. Like I want to help other businesses to make this like legacy impact and longevity profit. Cause I've been in the hamster wheel where like you make some good money and then you sink. <laughs> um, and so having that consistency and the trajectory, knowing that like that's still going to grow and that you have more resources to grow in other ways. Like if I was still in that hamster wheel, I don't know if I would have had the capacity to do the inner work that I need to do to get to the next level. I love how Alex Sharfin says, um, if you don't have the business you have, it's because you haven't become the person who can run it yet. My identity has, has absolutely changed. Like even my name has changed. And there was a shift in who I was from that. If I still operated from the place that I was two years ago, I wouldn't have the business that I have today. And I know that I'm still constantly growing and evolving and I'm great. And I, I create the space and the time to do that inner work, not knowing what's coming, you know, externally in my business as a result of that. But I just, I just, you know, feel pulled to what else can, what, what else can I, I love how business is a game of personal development. And, yeah. and like, I, I don't know the next steps, but I just know that I'm going to keep walking them because I love this game. Yeah, you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just have to take the first step. And even at seven, eight figures, then you're still going, well, I'm just further up the staircase, but I'm just taking the next step and the next step. Yeah. 
and occasionally we fall down the stairs. <laughs> Absolutely. And then those little bumps and bruises are... Climb yourself back up. Um, yeah. So, so Marley, firstly, you've been an absolutely fantastic guest and, um, you know, hopefully we've gone into some questions that made, made you think a little bit as well. Um, so just to finish off in a slightly lighter tone, what would you say would be one quick win that someone could take away and, and use in their business today and, and just to get themselves moving forward? Cool. Um, well, because I'm all about helping build an evergreen lead generation machine. Like if you have leads, if you have a perpetually perpetually, oh my gosh, perpetually filled pipeline, try saying that wow. 10 times fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you like, you're not going to be so stressed about business because you have, you know, the, the audience around you that wants what you have to offer. Um, so getting on video and because that's part of, it's going to be to build, to, to learn your voice, to reach your audience, but then also to be able to utilize this as a tool that people can be finding your content all day, every day, especially when you use YouTube as a search engine. Um, look up, like, how are people searching for content? Even if you go right into um, the YouTube search bar, Google search bar, and you type in, let's say, I have a dog training client, how to train your dog. YouTube has this, you know, autocomplete function where it, function where it tries to uh, finish your sentences. How to train your dog, and then you'll see that drop down how to train your dog to sit, how to train your dog to stay, how to train your dog to speak. Those are all video ideas and those are all populated based on what people are searching for. So go do something like that for whatever your niche, your business, your industry is, and you can create content, create videos on all of those, on all of those pieces of, uh, all those topics. Um, and in that video, have your call to action, click the link below for my, some sort of freebie that gets them on your email list and, that's that's going to be a great way for people to be able to find you organically because they're searching for that content all day every day if you can position your video to show up there's your every video is an evergreen lead generation machine and that is a perfect segue into so marley from the value beautiful value that you've given to our audience today where can people find out more about you oh perfect well um please follow me on uh Instagram and YouTube, look up Marley Jacks. Um, and I'd love for people to come check out the VIP code, the VIP code.com. Cause everything that I just talked about is in our membership that we've gamified it to help you to actually take action and get those results. Um, and, and I want to see you with the big plaques that we've created to celebrate your results. Love it. Thank Fantastic. Uh, Marley, thank you so much for being on the show and, and sharing so much value and also like really, looking in the side, the mind of what a seven figure entrepreneur is all about. You've been listening to Marley Jackson, Paul Ace, and we will see you on the next show. Thanks for listening to the Amplify to Seven Figures podcast. To access the show notes, episodes, and this month's giveaway, head over to www.amplifytosevenfigures.com. Remember, amplify your business, amplify, amplify your, your life. life.